Yes, 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 it is well. Yes, my mind. With my soul. Hallelujah. Yes. That, uh, Reverend Denise, you said that's your, one of your favorites. That's one of my favorites as well. And I will tell you, it was a favorite of my parents. Uh, and I ended up singing it at both of their funerals. And so I told my wife, well, you know, if, if I'm the, uh, the one that goes first, make sure that that song is on the program. Uh, that and Holy, Holy, Holy as the hymn, because those two are my favorites. I love all kinds of music, but those seem to hit home with me. Is it well with my soul? It is well. It is well. So well when you've got Jesus on your side. Amen. Amen. So as we pray right now, we ask that God will come. And will bless us as we deliver the words that he has given to us. God, we ask that you will allow them to be pleasing in your sight and be pleased with our praise, God, because we don't know what to do except that you show us the way, except that you come to us, except that you allow us to give what your people stand in need of from words that you have given to us. In Jesus' name, we do pray. We say thank you and amen. Well, I have the first leg of this journey, and I just want you to know that all through the month of January, we've been trying to walk you through and to encourage you through and to push you through to a place where you can receive something called B-R-E-A-K-T-H-R-O-U, G-H, otherwise known as breakthrough. We want you to get the breakthrough that you stand in need of. We've been fasting and we've been praying and we've been believing God uh, very strongly and that he is helping us to break through to some places in our lives that have tried to hold us back from, from reaching our goals and being our best selves. I know I can raise my hand already that there have been some breakthroughs. I know there's some people who have had some, some things that they've been trying to get through too because they have been either held back or, or being trying to be pushed back by even as bad as Satan himself. And so we hope that you sense that you are closer now than you were 30 days ago. This, that, this time has proven to be beneficial to you. We hope by now that you have a song in your heart that helps you to see the future, not just from your natural vision, but with your spiritual eyes. I hope somebody's got some spiritual eyes out there. You're not blinded. You are seeing more clearly now that the rain and even the snow is gone. Uh, it's snowing here in Maryland, so I use that as a reference. You, you all know that uh, as a musician, I try to pay attention to the lyrics of good songs. Pastor, I know I do. Even some of the more secular ones, I always uh, we listen to. For example, I got sunshine. On a cloudy day. Y'all know that song? And then somewhere in there it says, My guess, 
is yours. It's already done, and it's yours. If you're believing in Christ, it's already done. Come on, Pastor. I give us a little something more on mm, Well, I think it sounds like to me that we've already started this sermon on a high note. Uh, but before, before you get ready to take your bow, before you get ready to settle in on your victory lap, we need to make sure that you are rooted and grounded in some places so that you can walk in some places and do some of the things that God has destined you to do. Amen, somebody. Amen. Uh, what I can see this morning is that from this month of fasting and praying, our teaching and preaching is that we all want something new. Am I right about it, Pastor Lisa? Uh, something different. Uh, shall we say something better? Uh, we just are in a place where we want to go higher in Jesus. Uh, what we really want is a new walk. Uh, but before we can get to our new walk, uh, there's going to be some things that we're going to tell you that must be done on the outset. Uh, we talk to you about how God really holds us up when we are learning to walk. Amen, somebody. He holds us up by his mighty right hand, and he does what he does by keeping us from falling. Uh, but we didn't tell you uh, is that none of us really start off walking right off the bat. Uh, there really is a period, my brothers and sisters, a period of time in our process uh, of growing and developing that somebody has to carry us around for a while. Oh, you all get it. You get it. Uh, some of us are carried longer than others. Uh, you ask any mother and she can tell you, well, he, uh, he walked at nine months, uh, but she didn't walk to 13 months. Oh, he was almost two years old. Some of us are carried longer than others. It really depends on when you decide that it's time for you to stand up on your own two feet. Uh-huh, yeah, I know I'm right about that this morning. Uh, and most of us, when we are in that stage, Pastor, where we are learning how to walk, uh, we start out slow and careful. That's most of us. Some of us do try to hit the ground running, uh, but most of us start out slow and careful, holding on to stuff that is around us until we believe our limbs have become strong enough to hold us up. Uh, I know you can see that in your mind's eye. It, it takes some time before we get our confidence up to venture across the room all by ourselves. Uh, oh, I think I'm on to something this morning. You see, that is really how we learn to walk in the natural. But, but we have to admit this morning that in our natural walk, we have placed our feet in some places that we wish we had never walked in. Oh, oh God, who am I talking to this morning? Now, now, praise be to God that we have the revelation in our hearts and in our minds that there are some places that we never want to walk again. Come on, Pastor Keith. Well, you are so more. right about that, Pastor I, because some of us have been walking in some stuff 
that it might take us a minute to ah. get out of. I don't know about you, but I've been in some stuff here and there, and it took a while, still in some stuff that is taking a while to get through. Uh, we have been holding on to some habits, even some of us, that, that won't let us go overnight. Oh, yeah, yeah, you got some bad habits. It's like being in quicksand. Y'all know about quicksand. The harder you try to get out of it, the stronger the hold is on you. Uh, some of us have been wallowing in the muck and the mire, and it, it's not going to wash off the first time. I'm here to tell you, it ain't going nowhere right away. There are some who still have the stench of some things that can't be covered up like with dove and, and uh, caress and uh, uh, my wife just bought me some new Irish spring uh, or anything else we find. You can't get rid of it. You can try to wash it off, but it's not going anywhere. But before I, I get ahead of myself, let me turn our attention to the text. The text, the text. The text says we have, we, we read that for you uh, in your hearing this morning, coming from the book of Deuteronomy. This book begins at uh, the end of Israel's 40-year period in the desert, when the new generation is preparing to go into the promised land. Yes, they are still preparing to go into the promised land. This is a generation who were alive when we first, first saw the, the, given, uh, the law given out to them out of Mount Sinai to their parents. Uh, and, and all these parents and uh, other loved ones have now died 40 years later. Nobody is left but Joshua and Caleb. God speaks to the new generation who, who needs to learn how to have a proper relationship with him. Do you need a proper relationship with him? Because God is showing us day in and day out that we got to have a proper relationship with him. Before they can begin this relationship, God must give them the second law and remind them of the first law. So Deuteronomy comes in to allow Moses to give the second law, which hinges on the law of obedience. I hope I haven't lost anybody out there yet, uh, because when we hear the word obedience, some of us want to zone out. We don't want to do anything that looks like the word obedience. But obedience brings about blessing. Let me just tell you that. Uh, and that, that's a side note, just in case you were wondering why we're talking about obedience in God brings about blessing. We ain't talking about nobody else. We're talking about obedience in God. We want to, to walk in victory with God. And so if we walk in victory, the only way to get it is to get the obedience from him. We want the, to want the breakthrough, but we forget all about it being on God's terms. We want the breakthrough, but we don't try to make sure that we get it on God's terms. And that he says that obedience is a part of the process. Obedience is a part of the process. I hope you're hearing me right now. You see, the Israelite, although chosen and set apart, were head hard-headed, headstrong, and, and rebellious. And they were the do what you want to do kind of people. Do what I want to do, 
not what anybody like the Lord is saying do. Uh, just like some of us are today. Amen, somebody. I'm just trying to be, be real. I, I know some of us are not hearing what God said, but we've got to hear what he says and do what he says. So God sent a man named Moses to remind the people to keep his commandments that he had given them. He, he tells them that he would, he would, if they would love the Lord, their God, with all, not some, but all of their heart and their soul, and that he would take care of the rest. That sounds like an easy command and an easy way to get what you need. But they had to keep the covenant and remember what he had brought them out of. Had to keep the covenant and remember what they had brought him out of. So I, so I ask you the question this morning, do you remember what the Lord has delivered you out of? Do you remember, can you remember what the Lord has delivered you out of? Well, Pastor Keith, I'm glad this morning that you have asked that very pertinent question. I know that God has already brought some of you out of some stuff. At least one thing in your life, God has already brought you out of. He's already freed you from some things. And how do I know that? Because he is that kind of God. But I wanted to show up this morning to refresh your memory that God has delivered you out of bondage and he has brought you out of Egypt, whatever your Egypt might be. I know it might bring to the forefront of your very mind some painful memories, some stuff that you thought you had pressed to the recesses of your thinking. You wish that you could forget all about it, but before you can move into your next level, God says, Don't forget what I let you walk out of, so that now you can walk in to some places that I have prepared for you. Remember where you were and never forget who delivered you from it. Yeah. You see, those Israelites, you all know the story, they wanted around in the desert for some 40 years. Yeah. They went around the same mountain over and over, seeing the same scenery over and over. Oh, I don't believe that it was a picnic, but I do believe it was a process. Yeah. I believe it was no fun, but yeah. I believe it was, it was relevant to their future. Yeah. But our God is a faithful God, and he was with them even in their trying times, just as he is with us in ours. God, a miracle-working God, he brought them out of the land of Egypt, and he put them, as the Bible calls it, into the land flowing with milk and honey. Oh, you all know it's in the word. God said, all I want you to do, my brothers and sisters, is to keep my commandments and I will give you strength to go in and possess the land. I will be before you. I will be beside you and I will be behind you. It's yours. You just need to walk in and take your rightful 
walking. If you keep my commandments, this is what the Lord says, and you are faithful to me, and you love me, and just remember that it was I who loved you first. Oh, if you serve me, if you worship me, if you adore me, then all of this can be yours. Oh, God, he couldn't have made it clearer, Pastor Keith. Oh, he couldn't have made it clearer to us in verses 22 and 23. If you are carefully, if you carefully observe all of my commands, I am giving you to follow, to love the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him and hold him fast. Then the Lord will drive out all the nations before you. In other words, the Lord will do what he does to move those obstacles, to move those hard places and hard people out of your way. He says, I will drive out all the nations before you and you will dispossess nations larger and stronger than ever. And every place you set your foot from here to there, you can have it. And that's my paraphrase of the of the text, Dr. Brown. Yeah, yeah. Many of us, many of us in our church this month had decided to take on the challenge. And we decided that we would take this time to fast this month because we were tired of walking in the places that of not walking in the places that we knew God had already set for us to walk. We were tired of not making progress, tired of falling short of what God had already placed in our hearts. But maybe you had overlooked the fact that God has made a way for you to have and to hold on to your breakthrough. And maybe you didn't see a way that it could be your time and your season. But come on, Pastor Keith, give us a little bit more and tell us what we got to do. Tell us what we got to do. Many of you have been hanging in there with us for the entire month you've been walking through Uh to your Uh breakthrough. We hope you now have a better understanding that in order to break through, it'll cost you something. Uh, Jesus tells us that salvation is free, but it cost him his very life. Uh, Amen, somebody. Are you ready to possess the land that God has already given you? And so we got a few points and we'll Sit down, but we we got a few points to help you claim your breakthrough. Point number one, let me tell you, in case you didn't know, you've got to deal with the devil. You must deal with the devil. There will never be a day when the devil allows you to just walk into your promised land without first putting up a fight against you. I just wanted somebody to know that today. There'll never be a day. He will tell you like he told the 12 spies that the giants in the land will kill you. (laughs) I hope you heard me now. I hope you heard me. I hope you heard me. But remember that the devil is a liar. I want somebody to hear that this morning. The devil is the father of lies. If you look at John 8 and 44, Uh, He is a liar 
and the truth ain't in it. So don't believe that the devil controls your destiny. He doesn't control mine. He doesn't control yours. He doesn't control anybody. Although he can act like he does. He doesn't control your destiny. Know in your heart that it is God who sets our feet on high places. And it is God who is able to exalt the nation. Satan will always try to be on his J-O-B or his J-A-B, as some in the bonnets would say. When even when we are not on ours, he still moves about seeking whom he can devour. And he's still trying to sift all of us holy, roly Christians as we. Because I use holy roly because I want people to know I'm trying to live holy every day. And he, the devil, is still always in the mix trying to mess it up. He, he's trying to keep us out of reaching that point of breakthrough. You see, you need to remember that the prophet Isaiah told us in Isaiah 54 and 17 that no weapon, not the first pipe bomb, not the first gun, not the first wayward tongue word, not the first piece of gossip, not the first backbiting experience, not the first weapon formed against us is going to prosper for children of God. It's not going to prosper. So you've got to just keep walking. Keep walking. Because the devil is going to try to be in your details. I just put that out there for you to know. And my second point is, we've got to press past the pain. Press past the pain. And you come close to your time of your breakthrough. Don't be surprised if you are hit with a severe setback or severe disappointment. I heard a preacher say that a certain setback is just food for a comeback. And so don't be surprised if, as you're getting close, you're almost a step over or you have stepped over. That's when you get a severe setback. You get a severe disappointment. When you were walking with God, he never promised that every day was gonna be peaches and roses. He never said it all would be easy, but we know that the rain falls on the just and the unjust. There will be some times when some people and some places we will need to walk away from if we are determined to walk in victory. But the Lord promised he would never leave us or forsake us. And then our namesake, Psalm 46 and 1, reminds us that in our time of trouble, he would be a very present help, meaning he's going to be right there. But some of you who need to know it, it is he's going to be an on-time God. Yes, he will. When you need him, he may not show up when you think he ought to come, but he's coming in his time, and it's going to be right on time. When we are weak, he is strong. I, I don't care what you have been or what you have been through. Our God is able, hallelujah, to deliver you 
out of your situation. You will receive a breakthrough. Trust me when I tell you, and me and Pastor, I know that what, what it feels like to be in pain. Yes, we do. But in order to take what God says, we can have it requires you to press past what's hurting you. Oh, yeah, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt sometimes. It's going to get under your skin sometimes. Sometimes it's going to be like a wound where the scab was growing back and you tear that old scab off and it gets real ugly all over again. It gets infected. It, it looks horrible. And you can't seem to get past the pain. You take all kinds of acetaminophens and whatever kind of drugs. You, you just can't get past the pain. But we, when we go and press toward the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus, when we keep on walking, when we keep on believing, when we keep on being obedient, we'll get past the pain and we'll get to our breakthrough. Oh, Pastor Keith, I believe you're telling us something now that we can hold on to and we can chew on for the rest of this week. I, I hope you all heard him. I hope you all got what he said on our first two points. The first thing he said is that you, we must learn to deal with the devil. And the second thing, we got to press past the, the pain. Uh, but there's a last piece that we want to give you uh, this morning before we step away from this spot. And, and that is you're going to have to visualize the victory. Yeah. Or is anybody out there able to see it? You see, I want you all to understand that every person that has ever accomplished anything larger than themselves is started with a vision. Yeah. Am I right about it? The vision served to help them see themselves in a whole new light. The vision served to help them to see that they were more than enough. The vision served as a springboard to move them closer to their breakthrough. Oh, let me hear somebody say out there, it's yours. Yeah. Just keep walking. From today forward, men and women of God, we want you to stop seeing yourselves as victims in a situation, as weak and pathetic. Yeah. As I heard a preacher say, we can't be powerful and pitiful and same time, and I believe we have some powerful Christians in the virtual world. You know what? It really is true that some of our opponents are going to be bigger and they're going to be stronger than we are. But you need to get in your spirit what the Israelites were told by God in the text in verse number 25. You see, because the Lord says that he is able to put terror and fear in the whole land wherever they go. You see, in other words, when the Lord removes from you, my brothers and sisters, that spirit of heaviness, it gives you a moment of praise. When you have prayed your way to through your breakthrough, when you remind yourself that it really does start, start with a thought, a reminder, and you remember that 